protected person in America is the black woman. The most unprotected woman, a person in America is the black woman. The most neglected person in America is the black woman. I want to say this because I'm going to cut this and put this at the front of the episode. This episode this week is dedicated to the memory of Breonna Taylor. Uh, I want to put that up top. Um, her death is not unnoticed. Uh, we see you and, and we love you and much love and respect to the family who has gone through a horrible ordeal with just simply getting justice for their family members' senseless and tragic murder that didn't have to happen. I want to start there. Bitch, we're back. It's Sisters with Sabres. What's happening? What's up? Uh, we got a lot to talk about, man. Ah, Jesus. We got a lot of shit to say. There's a lot to talk about. Um... Before we get into all that, if you don't know uh, what this is, you should probably ask somebody. Um, we're going to ask you to rate and review the show, subscribe, retweet, all of that shit helps. Uh, if you want to join the tribe, email us at sisterswithsabers at gmail.com. Uh, we got a whole lot to get on the plate today, but first we want to check out who's on the line. Sisters, let me know who you are. Hi, this is Portia. Hi, this is Raven. Hi, this is Amanda. Hey, this is Olivia. This is Rihanna. Hey, I think that's everybody. What What is our agenda tonight? Where's my agenda person? Agenda person, keep me honest. Hello. So tonight's agenda... We're, we're going to have a kind of a somber tone for the, not a somber, but we're going to have a real talk today. So on our agenda, we're going to start with talking about the new Star Wars Black Series toys that came out. Um, we're just going to go over that real quick, some light stuff. And then um, we are going to talk about today compassion fatigue and allyship fatigue and what that looks like from our perspective. Um and then we will wrap up the show today with support assistant and we might have a tell. I think the whole episode is a tell assist, but you know, if someone has something else to say, just, just go on ahead. So, um, I'll hand it back to you, Maria. I'm excited. That sounds awesome. We're going to start with something we don't talk a lot about in this motherfucker toys. That's right, bitch toys. Pulse con came out today and they, um, they debuted some new Black Series toys, uh, a Dark Ray, a Jar Jar Binks, uh, the Armorer, and some seasonal Stormtroopers and a seasonal Dio, like for Christmas and shit, but really weren't that noteworthy to talk about. What do you guys think about the toys? I'm totally going to get the seasonal Stormtrooper. I'm kidding. I mean, I feel like the only one that I'm like, ooh, is like the armor. All yes. the other ones are just like, uh, I have my issues with Dark Grey. Um, <laughs> mainly her fit. Like, man, she could have been more fashionable. <laughs> but, you know, the armor, I was like, ooh, okay. I like that one. But the yeah. other one, I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm really feeling her. I mean, after what I said in the last uh, episode, I really have a whole lot of interest into the armor. But I hope they come up with something for her besides a toy. But the toy looks really good. Yeah, I'll say that the toy, like, cause I, uh, I'm just look now looking, but like, uh, 
Oh, Maria, you, you, I'm sorry. <laughs> you tagged me on a post of the dark ray. I'm like, wow, that actually looks like a really, the toy looks really good, actually. And I usually don't get toys like this, but they look really good. Yeah, I, I thought about you immediately when I saw it. I was like, ah, oh, shit. Reed's probably looking at this shit. I like the uh, shield on Jar Jar. It looks like really detailed. That's what I was saying. Like, I love all of them, but I was like, okay, Jar Jar, like, we're going to take you seriously right now in this. I would also love a Senator Jar Jar one day, like, dressed up in his fit, but um, yeah, <laughs> I just, I thought it was really cool. I also really loved the Dark Ray, and I hope that Brianna could cosplay as that one day. So, thanks. Wishlist be one made. Day, one day. Yay! <laughs> one day, one day. When I'm Just not broke, <laughs> cosplay on hold until I can afford to do it. It's an expensive hobby. It's so expensive. It really is. Because you don't want to like do it. You don't want to half-ass it because it's a photo and it lasts forever. You know. So I get it, and that's the main reason why I don't cosplay. Is I'm like I can't afford all these damn wigs. <laughs> literally literally <laughs> right i like go in my closet i'm like damn i try my best to just like do my natural hair and manipulate my natural hair as best as i can but sometimes i'm like i'm it's just easier to have a wig <laughs> look i don't cosplay and i got a full bucket of wigs downstairs <laughs> like bitch, no. i ain't cosplaying nothing hmm. <laughs> i, I got nothing but wigs, wigs. Literally, I have, like, a, a, a bin, like, for my cosplay wigs, and then I have one for, like, my regular wigs. <laughs> but sometimes I get them confused because I like bright colors anyway, so I'm just like, oh, wait, which box is this? <laughs> That's, hey. like, the SpongeBob meme. Like, you're looking at both of the boxes, like, which one is which? Yeah, my wig much. bin or my cosplay bin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, ladies. Do we have any other thoughts? Any other Star Wars news you want to talk about? Um, as far as toys go, they they also released like a vintage Captain Rex. It looks good. Uh, I'm happy to see Clone Wars get some love. Anytime they get love is good for me. Um, I I was a fan of the Jar Jar and the armor for sure. I thought those were uh, both really cool. And it's nice to see the detail on the armor because... Most of her scenes are kind of dark because they're, you know, in the sewer or whatever. So it's nice to see like all the detail in that in that costume. It's really beautiful. Um, Ahsoka's lightsabers are coming up on Black Series, and they do change from blue to green to white. Uh, so that means I'm gonna be broke as fuck. I need cash now. That's what that means. They got you one got set cop. aside I don't, for you, I'm sure. They better. Like, it's almost... Look, I should almost just get one in the mail. Like, I should almost <laughs> just get a kit, baby. At this point, um, you know, y'all should be paying me. <laughs> you know? Right? Oh, man. We're sponsoring. So it's like... Right? I need I need to get a deal. That's what I need to do. I, I want to get a sponsorship. I need an endorsement for my daughter. <laughs> with her universe and black series like let's sign the deal baby she'll hold up whatever toy you want her to hold up <laughs> oh my goodness if i ever got a sponsorship with 
her universe, I would just die. I love their clothes so much. <laughs> their sizing needs work. They've really yeah, got to get better about they, sizing, but the really clothes do. are fire. Shout out to her universe for that Ahsoka dress. It's fire. Oh, oh I love gosh. that dress. Oh, I and I'm probably going to cop that. I'm going to have to cop that. Yes, I need, I need that. I literally... Oh my gosh. And with the Captain Rex, I'm glad you brought that up. Like, I think rewatching the Siege of Mandalore the other day, just, it, I've always loved Rex, but it like rekindled it. And I'm like, oh shit, I need to cop that shit. <laughs> uh, that's, that's something that's definitely got to happen. But, and also with that Ahsoka dress, I'm like, I'm going to go broke. Like, I can't even Christmas shop. Like, they need to stop. <laughs> I really want that, um, the Leia cape. Oh, oh my yeah. <laughs> that is beautiful. I actually love that cape. When I saw that, I'm like, wait. Hold up. I might have to cop this. I'm adding this to my knee. A, it is nice. Where? It's a Leia cape. I love her universe because, like, before when I was, like, wearing nerd clothes, it would just be, like, a t-shirt and, like, jeans, which is fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with wearing t-shirt and jeans. But sometimes, like, I want to be, like, nerdy but, like, low-key. And, like, they have, like, some things that they're like that. And you're just like, oh, like, this is, like, sort of nerdy, but you wouldn't be able to tell that much unless you knew. And if you knew, you'd be like... Look, I'm kind of wearing like this dress that's sort of inspired. By yeah. Star Wars. Oh, I the gray it. one. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I've I seen that before. That. I've seen that before. I thought you meant something else just had dropped. I'm like, shit. No. <laughs> they yeah, dropped but... another one on my ass. Yeah, it's... with her they re-released the lightsaber skirt too. I have that. Oh, the lightsaber skirt. Yeah, they re-released it for the 10th anniversary of her universe. But to Ree's point, like shout out to Ashley. She's really killing it. Um, this is the first time ever that women have had like something that's nerd inspired. That isn't like a t-shirt. Like you can get dresses, you can get skirts, you can get a hat, you can get a, a sweatshirt, you can get a hoodie, you can get the, you know, the lake dress that Padme wore like a stylized version of that. So, um, you can get jewelry, you know, it's, it's all there for just about any type of, um, individual. I'm thinking about that, that her universe Jersey. It looks like the, like the star Wars spirit jerseys. And I I've gotten hooked on them. Damn spirit jerseys real bad. I got the rise of Skywalker one before the movie came out. And now I hate wearing it. <laughs> um, I got the celebration celebration chicago spirit jersey and i wasn't even at celebration chicago i got that shit on ebay uh because my my soul was there they're like spirit jerseys are about 80 dollars at the disney store that's uh, a lot of I'm money thinking, right i'm thinking about pulling the trigger on this her universe one it's only 40 so it's a lot cheaper than normal but that that ahsoka tano dress look it's as good as mine baby Yeah, but you know, I love her universe, but I also just love like the 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 creators in our fandom and like on Etsy and like Redbubble and things like that. Like, so that's usually where I go to to spend my money because yes. you know, support like other people in the community for creating things. I, I it's I love it. Yeah, yeah, because like when I used to like shop online to buy stuff like for like Marvel or Star Wars, they hardly have anything for us women and then every time like now since they got this her universe i was pretty much excited about it. i'm like oh wait they got this okay now i have 
a place to shop at where I actually could have a whole variety of things instead of just, oh, there's this one t-shirt in your size for the women, while the men have a whole list of all these things. So that's good about her universe. I actually like that. I was just saying that I love that they have athleisure. Like I can get some Ahsoka leggings, but they look like real workout leggings. Like that's the kind of shit I'm looking for because I'm a very subtle person when it comes to fashion. So the fact that I can get like a Leia cape, but it looks like a jacket or something like that's, that's like my type of thing. That's, that's, it's amazing. So shout out to her universe. For sure. Uh, She took care of us again on this one. Um, I love the neckline on the Ahsoka dress because it's dark. This print by Danny Haas or a similar one has been done in the past on white. And the reason why I didn't pull the trigger on the shirt is because as a brown woman, when I'm wearing my makeup and I have foundation on, it's going to rub against that collar and it's going to make that white shirt look tan by the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, So shout out to them for... Uh, doing this print in a dark color collar so that everyone can wear it uh, without fear that their makeup will transfer or, you know, their their necklace might rub against it and cause a stain or something. So I, I think it's a really good look. Super happy about it. Yeah. Oh, please. I'm, a, I'm already sending pictures, not those, but I'm sending pictures to somebody. Oh, <laughs> my goodness oh boy yeah i'll try to keep him g let me find right he doesn't even know i exist i wish one day one day (laughs) somewhere he's getting a protection order oh my god i hope that would mean that he wouldn't have to know my name in order to get one that's romantic. <laughs> I, mean, I can't with you. <laughs> oh my god! You know I'm crazy. I told you people this. I, I don't know why you don't believe me and I take me at you. my word. <laughs> I've never lied to you people. <laughs> Maybe I should have all this of those energy. stories are true. Oh <laughs> that should happen. Oh man. But yeah, super exciting about the toys. Um, Speaking of toys that maybe might be in potential danger, tell us about this picture of Baby Yoda, Liv. Oh my God, I saw a picture of, you guys probably saw it, but of of Ivanka Trump. She like did a visit to the Midwest and like went to some store. I don't know what the store is. I'm not going to pretend like I do. But she's holding a Baby Yoda. And I was like, Put him down. He is not for you. Put that child down. I was about to stick the Mando on her ass. <laughs> it was really Mando, bad. Where it was are really you? bad. I I was so confused because like, what does the Midwest have to do with the child, and what is going on here? Yes, <laughs> so weird. I'm just like, this is not the way. This is not, not the, way the way at all. Like, get away so from bizarre. it. Child. It was so bizarre. You know that picture where like the orange man is like. Oh, holding like that um miss um flint like the little little miss flint in that photo do you know what i'm mm-hmm. talking about and she's like cringing away from him that's all i could think about and i was like <laughs> cinematic parallels 
Wow. Like, I feel like she's going to, oh my God, that poor child. I know it's a toy, y'all, but still, like, that child. Oh. It just pulled such a visceral reaction from me. I was like, no, absolutely not. It's like when people I don't like say that they like something that I like, and I'm just like, no, you're not yeah. allowed to like this thing. You're not allowed to feel joy. <laughs> Like I don't want you to be happy because you're dead, and then you're 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 a Trump. So look, you don't deserve to be happy. All right, you don't need that child. You don't need. You don't even deserve to hold that child. Like I'm like, where's Amanda when you need him? I'm gonna look, just. She's say- a, you got a bounty on her. Right. It, it's it's confusing because the values of Star Wars and what it teaches us and what George Lucas was all about is in direct conflict with who these people are. So I don't I don't understand it. I'm really confused by it. Like what the they fuck do the you sis? Like what what? They missed the point. They just don't get it. Oh my goodness. So today I'm actually reading um Octavia's Brood, which is like a collection of like like Afrofuturistic stories and like essays and things like that. And there was an essay, oh my goodness, I literally have to look at my head, called like Star Wars and what the fuck? It was about like Star Wars and like Black Afrofuturism. Star Wars and the American imagination. It was literally talking about how like America can only see themselves as like the Luke because we used to be rebels, but we're not rebels anymore and we just can't get that out of the head that we're rebels. So we always imagine ourselves in that position because that's how we began but we cannot see now where we are in the moment we can't see that we've become like vader and i just found that such an interesting i don't know a very interesting like piece when i read that today i was like oh that's so interesting because it's true because like the star wars is meant to represent like the the empire supposed to represent american imperialism but most people think like nazis which i mean yes american imperialism you know you know has some relations to nazism but like I don't know, I just find it interesting <laughs> that they just can't see that this is not for you, lady. <laughs> yeah, but right. they're so really oblivious not. to the real world on every level that you can't imagine that they understand the fictional one any better. Yeah. True. That's a really good point, actually. <laughs> Thanks, also, Ray. Like, um, you know, I think people, even people, you know, with just the most awful people, they don't want to see themselves as awful because I mean you can take for instance there's a lot of racist people who have no shame when it comes to actually being racist but call them racist and they are up in arms and you know I think that's part of it is that they just cannot they do the things that they do and they don't envision themselves, you know, they don't envision it being bad or anything like that. Some people, you know, a lot of people, not some people, a lot of people do are fully aware of, you know, how appalling what they're doing is and they're doing it intentionally to, you know, be appalling. But then there are people who, you know, maybe were raised to with these toxic beliefs and they think that it's right because that's what they were taught. Um, but it's just, you know, it is jarring. The bottom line is that it is jarring that there are people who do the most awful things and say the most awful things. And at the end of the day, they think that, you know, they're Luke Skywalker or Han Solo or something like that. And that just couldn't be further from the truth. And a lot of times those people, they live in bubbles of other people who support them and tell them, yes, you are the hero. Yes, you are right. So of course they're going to believe it. They don't have anybody telling them any differently. Hello. 
Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good point, too. And it also requires a level of self-honesty to look in the mirror, you know, and ask the tough questions. And everybody's not always ready to do that. I know it was difficult, and this is in no way, shape, or form even close to what's going on, but it's the closest I've ever been, like, in my personal life. Like, when I went to treatment, like, I didn't immediately believe I had a problem. I just didn't want to get harassed by the cops no more. You know, like, I I wasn't sure that that I was the problem. Like, (laughs) even though everybody else was sure, you know what I mean? So... I think it also requires a level of like transparency with oneself and some people's denial is so thick. Like, and like you said, there's, they're living in this echo chamber that tells them they're doing great when they're not, they're clearly not. Uh, So yeah, that's a lot of shit right there. Right. And I, I think that people view denial as this like day to day thing, which it can be, but denial is a real like psychological phenomenon where you are denying these things, these realities to yourself because it's protecting some part of your identity. And these people who refuse to acknowledge their even even um, minor subconscious racial biases, they, they refuse, it, it protects their sense of who they are. I'm this person that stands up for what's right. I'm this person that's an upright moral figure or whatever. Um, I couldn't be racist. And it's like, Yes, but the systems that which raised you are racist. People they they believe they're the, these good people in inside, right? And you could be a good person, but one of the main things I've learned in life is that you are a good person, but you're not perfect, and you could hold these beliefs that you may not even be aware of. And I think just being real with yourself about that can be, be monumentous in your journey and becoming an ally, right? Like I, I, w- I recall being in class one day um, for an education class and someone was saying, I, I've told someone they've had good hair before and that like their hair was really nice and wasn't, you know, nappy or whatever. And I just feel horrible about it. They, they said that. And I said, you know what? I admire you for standing up in front of all these people and saying that, that you did that before and that you feel horrible about it because then that makes you one step closer to being an ally. You can't just act like you're this perfect person. Like that's the journey of like kind of becoming an ally. Um, you have to be real with the, with the biases and these microaggressions that you've participated in and then in your role in the system. So that's my soapbox, my tell them sis for the day. Um, I just think that people are in huge denial and it's like, once you bring the reality of your biases to the forefront of your mind, you're able to become a better person and a better ally. True. Uh, Before we get into our next topic, I want to ask a question to the group Um, because the, the time when Star Wars celebration would have happened just recently passed. And while we've got the ear of some individuals that might or may not be listening, I want you ladies to go around a table and give me a destination in the U S where if black lives matter, Star Wars celebration could be held and reinvest that money into the black community. I say ATL. Oh, I was about to say that too. Yeah, I'm me like... too. Yeah. <laughs> Atlanta, definitely Atlanta. I can I never agree. go yeah. to celebration. It's too far away. And I'm, <laughs> I can drive to Atlanta. Please have it someplace I can go. <laughs> New Orleans. Ooh. Oh, yeah, my hometown. Wow, why didn't I think of that? Live, 
You make me feel bad. I mean, we make good money down here. The only good time we actually get good money is with Essence and with Mardi Gras. Those are the only times that we get it. Now, having that down here, that will be excellent. But then at the same time, mm, what's that just having some doubt. That was about what? Just about the city, how everything is over here. It's is a real issue in, in New Orleans. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's bad. Like even though I don't live in the city, I live like on the outskirt, like much more on the um outside of the city. It's just they're not really doing their part. Like right now, um, for the past, you know, few months, they've been having struggles with their water pipes. And the water pipes aren't flooding, like um, stopping the floods in the streets. So many people have lost their vehicles, some of their homes, where the point where they have to go into their insurance money and have this repeatedly done constantly over and over and over again. So they have still to this, they have not fixed the pumps. Every time it rains, even if it's a little rain, it still will flood and cause a huge problem. So that's why I was like kind of having doubts about that being here. They mm. still don't put money into it. So it kind of sucks. Okay. I it's- rescind my further, my spice, my pepper, you know, <laughs> from that. But because you know. <laughs> yes, yeah, during hurricane season too. Oh, yes. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So Atlanta. Baltimore? Baltimore, Atlanta. <laughs> I, I want to go visit my cousin in Baltimore. How how are you, Brandon? Baltimore, you yeah. Minneapolis, you know, mm-hmm. I think that might be good too. Minneapolis, be good. I gotta wrap my like, the whole point of go for it. I don't, I'm sorry, Maria. You please finish. <laughs> no, no, it's cool. I'll cut it. Raven, were no. you trying to say something? Seriously, like I'm from the Bay. Like, please do a celebration in Oakland. I know people would show up, but California, I think, is really. It would be nice to have a celebration in Oakland, but at the same time, like, I feel like having it in the South would be more accessible for people. Right. I know the next one is scheduled for Anaheim, and we're just going to roll our tickets over. But the whole point of the discussion was just to um, to generate some ideas for people who might be listening um, that we we need to support Black businesses and Black cities. Um, and they tweeted it. They said they support John Boyega. Well, if Black Lives really do matter to Star Wars, then let's let's do a celebration in a Black city. It'll be all right. I think ATL would be perfect. They've hosted many a con there before. You can fly people in and out of there easily. And it's accessible to many of the states around here. Like, if, for example, I'm in Tennessee. That's only five hours away from me. I don't even have to get right. on the plane. So. And it's a good excuse to bring in like black actors and artists that might not normally be associated with Star Wars and, and kind of bring them in. Like if you want, you know, us to be part of this, you know, you say you want to reach out, but I don't know if you really do. But if, if you want to put your money where your mouth is and start having guests MC that have nothing at all to do with Star Wars, you know, whether it's a rapper or an activist or, you know, have somebody show up that's unrelated and, and maybe get them involved. I love where you're going with that, Maria, because I feel like a lot of people don't get involved with Star Wars because they feel like there isn't a place with them for them. Hence why we. Right. And how many times are we going to watch Steve Colbert's corny ass come out there? And, 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 and I love like- that man. <laughs> 
I mean, you ladies, yeah. ladies, and I love Colbert too. But come on, I mean, it's it's dry, and it sends the message that Star Wars is for the people. It's always been for like, wouldn't it be nice to get like uh, Leslie Jones out there or something, or you know, what I mean, like just somebody, somebody random who somebody you wouldn't nor- white male. I volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> Let me let me stop playing. I volunteer <laughs> for opportunities to make my ship cannon. Let me live. Do it. I'm I'm a, I'm gonna be right up right up there with you with the sign and the shirt, with the hats, the handkerchiefs, the oh shoes, my God. the That's pants. Right. Ah! Readam for life. Readam is a thing, y'all. You gonna have to get on board the train, baby. It's happening. Hop on now. If you don't know what it is, shit is going down. Come on. Like, I'm the captain right now. I'm the captain. Like, hello, I'm shipping it hard. Come on down. (laughs) This poor man, he's married with a kid. (laughs) And then this this college student is like, one day we're going to be married. Just you wait. (laughs) It's all. all, Look, marriage ain't all it's cracked up to be either, baby. (laughs) Just hit it and quit it. Oh my God. <laughs> if you don't stop, if you don't I am stop. dead. Oh, shout out to the first husband. Yes, strike <laughs> to the first husband. Oh, oh boy! Right. Let me steer us in the in the right yes. direction for yes. now. Yes. We're we're gonna What's come the next question. We're we're gonna come back to our out of pocket conversations at towards the end. Okay, you don't have to worry about that. I want to make time to talk about, you know, the news this week and just to check in with how everyone is feeling, you know, just get our thoughts on on the subject for this week. So Maria, Raven, anyone, does does anyone uh, let the viewers or listeners know what is in store? Yes. Um. So today or this week, we got news about the officer who was involved in Breonna Taylor's murder. I didn't get his name, but I don't give a fuck about his name, to be honest with you, because it is the same thing that has happened with every other fucking cop in cases like this. Instead of getting a charge for murder, he has gotten a charge for wanton. I don't even never even heard of this shit before. Wanton endangerment. Wanton. Wanton endangerment. Yes, ma'am. Wanton endangerment. Like he uh, Mm -hmm. basically is charged for the bullets that missed. I find that disgusting i find that at this point in in our time in our history that we still can't hold people with power accountable for their actions disgusting um and the other officers involved are still on the police force they are just on administrative leave and still on payroll If that doesn't speak volumes into what systematic racism is, or not systematic, see, I fucked that up, systemic racism is, I don't know what does. I mean, it is systemic and it is systematic, right? These things are are dealt in fucking levels, it feels like. You know, you you want to appeal this, you want to appeal this thing or you want to take this to court and, and it's still, your life is worth, was it $12 million dollars? Do you guys know the amount of the uh, settlement? I believe it was $12 million. Like, But the point is that nobody got charged with murder. We can all agree that she's dead. 
Mm. We all know that she died, right? And they gave the family money in exchange for a wrongful death, right? So if she was indeed killed incorrectly and it wasn't her fault, then why can't we go get the murderers? I don't, I don't understand. It's very confusing for me. I think I'll, I'll let you finish though, Liv. I'm sorry. I, I jumped in on your Kool-Aid. I'm sorry. Don't ever apologize. Um, you guys, how are you, how are you guys feeling about this? I want to check in with the sisters and just see how you guys are processing this and grieving because this is a major blow. It feels like to our activism and one thing, uh, I, Oh, go ahead. Um, one thing that I wanted to say too about that is that, you know, it's just really angering that they had the audacity to offer that money. And it's kind of like, you know, an admission, an acknowledgement of what happened. But then it, they go ahead and don't even mention her name. They don't say her name at all in that briefing, conference, whatever it was. And, you know, the attorney general goes on to say that the cops were justified. And... It's just, you know, a real slap in the face, especially when you consider the fact that, you know, her mother and her family went all the way out, you know, the attorney general dragged them back out for that conference. And again, refused, blatantly refused to bring up her name or say anything, anything about her. And basically, you know, it's like property got hard to even say, but property got more justice and she didn't get any justice, like actual physical property got justice. And she, she, a person's life was basically diminished and, you know, told that, you know, she didn't matter, but that what houses, apartments, whatever it was that the neighbors lived in, that the buildings mattered. And I just, right. I just, there just aren't words to describe how infuriating that is. And I'm not even someone who knew her personally. So I can only begin to imagine how her family, you know, is feeling about that. And it's just, yeah, there's just so much that I want to say. You're right. You're right. And it does seem like they're making a special emphasis on property rather than the person who, you know, is at the center of all this. So you know, the average interior wall of an apartment costs anywhere between $6,000 and $2,000. So you mean to tell me that's more important than this person's life? I'm just, I'm real fucked up behind it. It comes in waves. You know, I, I was doing okay. And then this morning I cried on the way to work because it does, it makes you feel like you're worthless, you know, mm -hmm. and I posted that, that quote from Malcolm X, you know, the, the most disrespected person in America is the black woman, you know, because we're just not getting a fair fucking shake, but you all want to look like us. You want to act like us. You want to walk like us. You want to talk like us. You want our lips. You want our skin tone. You want our hair. You want our style, but you don't want to give us what we're due and treat us like human beings. It's only, you know, it's all surface level bullshit because you want us when it's convenient. You want to sexualize us. You want to possess us, but you don't want to treat us fairly, you know, and it's really hard for me. Uh, you know, I went to the park with my daughter and, you know, some, some Trump people came around with their flags and circle in the park. And I, I just had to grab my daughter and go because I don't feel safe anymore. Because I know 
if I was to be shot dead right there in the park, somehow it's my fault and it's not their fault. I could die right there in that moment and nobody gives a fuck. So I had to get my baby and get out of there. And I won't be back unless I have a white escort because I don't feel safe. That's a problem. That's a real big problem. It's sad that people don't value the life of a black woman, but I I can't say I'm surprised. I really can't say I'm surprised. And if you don't feel that way, tell somebody, do something about it. If you don't feel that way, hold people accountable. And I love it when people comment and say, well, it's her fault for uh, making bad choices in her life. Bitch, you know good and damn well you done had some shady motherfucker. Everybody done had a scoundrel in their bed. And if you haven't, you a damn lie. Okay, she shouldn't be condemned because she made a bad dating choice. Come on, that's bullshit. And you and I both know it. Everybody who's hearing this, who is white, can tell me how much they love Elvis Presley, right? He was so hot, right? He was so, he was just such a ladies man, right? He went to jail. That nigga went to jail too. Okay. Does that make him a bad person? If somebody slept with him, do they deserve to be shot in their own bed for it? Cause they dated him or they slept with him? No, it's not right. It's not fair. It's not just, and I'm just, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of people judging people, you know, and then the motherfuckers who, you know, go on mission trips to Africa, you want to help people, bitch, where you at? Pro-lifers, where you at, bitch? I'm talking to you. Where you at? The motherfucker picketing in front of Planned Parenthood. Where you at, bitch? A life was just lost. Because it ain't no pretty white baby. You ain't there. Let's be real about the shit. Everybody loves babies, but babies turn into people, right? She was somebody's baby. I see myself when I look at her because I lived that life for a long time. I made some bad choices, but bad choices don't make bad people. And anybody who's a Star Wars fan knows that. Come on, let's be real about the shit. I'm just, it, it burns me up. It really does. Yeah. I just, I, it just, ooh. And you know what I mean? If you're wearing Jordans, if you can hear this and you're listening to rap music, if you're listening to R&B music, if you're trying to wear your hair like us, you can't love black culture and hate black people. You just can't do it, bruh. It's not working. So if you don't believe in the cause, Take those uh, jeans off, take the J's off, go buy you a set of cowboy boots. It's time. It's time to make a decision and it's time to tell people this is not acceptable anymore. We're done with it. We're not going to stand for it. We're not going to have it. It's ridiculous. You can't listen to Beyonce and then tell me that this shit is okay. And I want to see every black performer pull out of Louisville. Let's perform somewhere else. I'll drive to Indy. Fuck it. I would spend my money in Indy instead of Louisville. Because they clearly don't get the message. So maybe they will when the money stops coming into their city. Maybe then they'll get their shit together. I just, I I don't understand. All these people walking around with fronts in their mouth. Like, yeah, but do you love black people as much as you love black culture? That's my question. You laughing at the boondocks? You like all our shit? We need you right now. We need allies. We need people who are going to stand up in the face of adversity. And yeah, it may cost you something. It's cost us a lot more. I'm done. I'm going to be quiet. No, you're good, Maria. I mean, honestly, it's it's very triggering. After hearing, like me and my mom was watching it, just watching the news and just hearing that she didn't get the justice that she deserved, just it honestly took a toll on me mentally for a all while this whole week like I really just every time I went out in public like today this morning me and my mom was at the park just walking and 
just passing by these white people and I'm just looking at them and it's different now. I look at them different just with everything that's going on. And it's annoying how we black people fight for our rights. We're fighting for our rights, but it's a crime. But when these Trump supporters come out here and trying to do justice for their country, for America, by getting rid of us, oh, the police don't do anything. Oh, they're doing a wonderful job. They're doing a great job. This is such a, this is a hero right here. But I'm fighting for my human rights as a person. And you can't see that. You're, you're looking down on me as if I'm trash. I'm, my life is worth less than an animal. They'll give justice for an animal before they give justice for us black people. And it's, it's very sickening to see this. And I'm tired of it happening to us every day because I honestly am scared for my life and my brothers, my mom, my dad, and my brother's family out in South Carolina. You could just be doing anything, just minding your own business and you get killed for nothing. You're walking down the street. I'm going to get my mail, get my mail from out my mailbox. Oh, you're, you're, you're suspicious. What's going on here? Oh, I live right here. No, you don't. We're getting a little uh, call about a crime that just happened around here. We're going to arrest you. Matter of fact, since we got you, we're going to kill you. Why? Why? I, I, I don't get it. And I hate it. I honestly hate it here. America, America is not what everybody think it is. Even if you think about moving here, you're going to have that dream life that you see or hear. It's not going to happen. And it sucks. And I'm, I'm tired mentally, physically. This stuff literally takes a toll on us and people don't realize it. And I hate how people are so ignorant, especially with Rihanna, how they just were like, oh, she shouldn't have been part of a drug dealer's life honey that's the only thing you're looking at it's not her fault these I'm I I can't I don't know when it's going to get through to people but it it has to stop it has to stop seriously because ever since that man got into the office things have just been divided no Republican president has ever done this except for him nobody's divided us up like this and I hate it yeah it's a scary time you know I I told my husband, like, you know, they could, in theory, with this new Supreme Court justice, like, they could overturn the Loving case. Then what? I'm not married anymore. What do I got to do? Get out? Like, what what could happen? Like, it's just, it's a really scary time. And I don't know what to tell you, because some days I'm scared to leave the house, too. Like, I I legit don't go anywhere but work and home anymore. And and to pick up my daughter from daycare, that's it. I just, you know, I mean, I don't want any trouble. And the reality is, like you said, you can just be scooped up and be black and and be executed and it's okay, apparently. Yeah, it's like, I always had these situations that was morbidly in my head. I'm like, what thing from my past would they dig up um, to justify posthumously my death? Um, I can't think of anything, but I'm sure they'll get creative. You know, because there's always something, like, that they find to fault, um, like, these women for the violence that, Black women especially, for the violence that goes against them. Like, even, like, with Megan the Stallion, with that situation, like, they're trying to find reasons why, why either she's lying or she's guilty of something, even though she was the victim in that situation. It's like, 
like that quote you said, like black women are the most disrespected group in America repeatedly over and over again without fail. Like even before we got the verdict of this whole thing, people were making Brianna's name into memes. They were using it for clout and to promote whatever their business is and things like that. Like they use this woman's name and the memory of this woman for their own gain and then she doesn't get the justice that she deserves. It's just a- absolutely baffling. And I constantly remember, think not remember, but think about what if that's me? Like, what if that's me? Like being used and manipulated like that. Like, I don't think people stop and think about it at all. Like the people who claim to be allies and things like that. And, you know, I understand allyship is hard and people are like, oh, it's so tiring. But I'm like, imagine how tired we are. Imagine, just, just stop, imagine how tired I am. Like, I have to live this every day. I have to go into work and pretend to be okay when really I just want to go lay down. I have to get on this Zoom call and everyone's like, how are you? And I'm like, how do you think I am? Like, you think I'm okay? Like, no, I want to call in black today. I don't want to be here at all and look all your faces and be like, assure you that you're being a good ally. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. It's, it's, it's just a lot. It's just, and I am like beyond tears and like sadness and things like that. Like I, I'm an emotional person. I'm just angry now. I'm just angry. Like, like, like I am scared for my, like my, my brother, my two brothers, like one of them is this tall, six foot four, big guy with tattoos. Softest guy you'll ever meet. But if you're looking at him, all you see is a big black dude. That's all you're gonna see when you look at him. You know? And my my little brother, like, he he he's also pretty like he's like buff and things like that, but he's smaller. But he also he's a goof. And I just can't help but think like, what if he gets caught up in the wrong situation and things like that? Like this semester I'm at school and the police force, I don't know why. There's like a cop car everywhere. They're trying to make sure people aren't like gathering on campus. But it's like, honestly, I'm like, I feel so, I hate it because there's cops everywhere. And they always try to talk to me because they tell I don't want to talk to them. And I'm like, I, I clearly do not want to talk to you. And they're like aggressively like, hi, how are you? And I'm like, I would prefer if you just didn't talk to me and didn't interact with me. I don't feel safe with you around. You don't make me feel any safer. And you trying to say hi to me and be friendly does not make me feel any better because the man who sat on George Floyd's neck knew him for like how many years like over a decade I believe like and he still did that with his hands on his hips no sweat like that does not make me feel comfortable and it's I feel like just the mental loops that we have to go through every day to just like live it's it's just too much all the time I don't know I don't don't have anything else to say that I'm just I'm just pissed about it. And, yeah. Because you know. that, like, what you said about your brother. I, my little brother, he just left out to, have, you know, have a little fun on tonight. And I remember he ended up experiencing, uh, he got pulled over, coming from work. Police just walked up to his car and he was like, because uh, my brother has, like, he has a nice car. It's a little Mustang he has. And the man was like, uh, so... What do you do? What is your job that you do to get you to get this car? My brother just looked at him like, bro, you see me in my worn out work clothes that I'm wearing. You see me got these goggles on and everything. And you're going to ask me, what do I do for a living? 
And then he asked for my brother's ID, trying to pull up something on him. He can't find anything. My brother's, what, 22 now? Yeah, he's 22. He, he doesn't have anything on him. There's no record on him. He couldn't find anything. He was like, he comes back to him and tells him, oh, nice car. Uh, You have a nice drive or whatever. And I'm just like, what? I'm, I'm like literally sick of it. It's disgusting. And then with him, he's, what, 6'1"? Six, six yeah, he's 6'1", real skinny, lean-looking dude, my brother. He's nice as well. He's very respectful. And I, I don't understand what triggers these police officers to attack our, you know, these just attack us for no reason. Like, what what do you what are you getting out of this? And I don't understand how people just put so much energy in hating us. Do you realize how much energy you're putting into that? That I honestly have to believe your life must be very exhausting if you're doing that. Because I, I can't do that. I don't have time to, for that negative energy. I don't have time to be around that. I almost feel like the green guy needs to make a comeback at this point if this continues. Like we may need to get an app going or something um, for safe locations for us and, and places where we can be and exist that, you know, we're not constantly in danger like this. It's really scary. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but it's, it's a very scary time to be brown or black of any kind. Uh, in this country. And you're right. The dream isn't for everybody. That's been made abundantly clear this week. The dream exists for some, not for everyone. And a very few times in my life am I reminded that on a daily basis that I'm still black. Like right now, I get it. You have made your point. Thanks. Appreciate that shit. It's got to make you feel great. What assholes. But yeah, I just, I want, I want this captured and I want people to understand who maybe aren't black exactly how much this hurts right now. It also hurts on Star Wars Twitter when you don't see your friends who claim to love you, you know, or support you, you know, they, they can't even bother with a tweet. Yeah. Come on. That's the main thing I saw this week. Come on, dude. I do not feel supported. Where are you at? Um, Where are you at? Cause I don't see you. And, 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 and those people know who they are. Maria, you were talking earlier this week to me with me about uh, allyship fatigue and maybe understanding like maybe our friends are, are fatigued. Um, but at the same time, it's like, but we are actually black. So it's like, hello, I kind of don't, hello. I don't have sympathy for the fatigue in that sense. Um, but before no. I talk about compassion fatigue, I wanted to hear more from amanda or raven or mel about any of your thoughts or processes about um what's been going on for me um you know this whole year just because you know brianna taylor is just one of a long 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 list of names that need to be said and this list didn't start this year but it just feels for some reason so much more intense this year. Um, I'm not sure if that's just because, you know, there's on top of that other things that, you know, give a lot of reason to worry. I mean, the pandemic and everything, but this week just, you know, this year's kind of, this year and week have really worn me down. You know, it's just hard for me. I, you know, I, I work from home during the pandemic but it's still difficult. I'm the only black person on my team and 
you know, for me, it just feels so surreal to go through the motions and go through work as my coworkers do. Um, but they're not, they don't, they aren't experiencing the same thing. So for me, it feels, it's just like, it's hard to explain, but it just, it feels surreal and not, it's just very surreal. And it's hard. It's hard to do that too, to just show up despite everything that's going on. Because this week I feel, you know, straight up told black people and then black pe- black women in particular that we don't matter. So for me, like in the back of my mind, there's just a little voice, you know, that asks, what is the point of showing up? you know, and doing this, um, you know, work and everything like that, aside from, you know, I have to make a living because I have to support myself. I have to, you know, uh, be able to, you know, pay for food and all the necessities and everything. But it's also like, like, just having this in my mind that, you know, there are people who genuinely, genuinely believe that because of my skin color, I don't matter and that I shouldn't be in this world. And it's just, hard you know it's hard to stomach that and i think that you know you want to when you're going through a tunnel like a hard time you want to have hope and you want to see the light at the end of the tunnel you want to you know tell yourself things are going to get better but at the same time it is taking so long for things to get better it's taking you know a long time. Emmett Till was what, 65 years ago or something? Like, I can't get the exact year right, but yes, ma'am. September 23rd, and here we are again. And right now, you know, speaking of 2020 specifically, you know, it's September, but how is it, you know, that there's going to be a light? Right now, it's hard to see that because of everything going on with you know, democracy being at stake and everything that's going on in this country right now, it's really hard to see that. And I, you know, I'm fortunate to be able to stay inside, but that doesn't mean that I'm not impacted in any way. It doesn't mean that I'm not fatigued or tired. And, you know, it because I see this stuff day in and day out and there's not much that I can do. I can't fix everything overnight. I can't fix, you know, make everything better for everybody. I can't do that. And that's really frustrating to me. And it's just, you know, um, somebody said earlier, you know, that, you know, you see white people and it feels different now. It feels different, especially in this week. And it's just, you know, it's kind of a reminder that we're impacted by, you know, black community is impacted by what is going on, what, you know, with the Breonna Taylor case. Um, But the thing is, is that there are white people, it doesn't impact white people, like it impacts us, it just doesn't. There are white people who can feel perfectly fine going about their lives and they don't, it's just, there's a disconnect. And that speaks to the fact that this whole system was meant to elevate them and benefit them and oppress other people. And it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. I'm, I'm, I just have so many emotions 
and it's just a lot. The thing that gets me is that they can call a white teenager who drives across state lines and guns people down a hero and somehow Breonna Taylor is the villain who is responsible for her own death. They make Black people, they find any reason to make Black people the architects of our own deaths. They will find a reason. So it's not the police. It's not the police's fault. It's never the police's fault. It's you had counter. You had a counterfeit bill. You were in the wrong place. You had a toy that looked like a gun. You you spoke back. You ran when you shouldn't have run. They will just find whatever reason to blame us for it, and it's disgusting. And I hate it because it makes it's this idea that we're inherently bad, and they're just trying to control us. And it's just it's just so messed up. And like, I feel you, Amanda, because I am the only black person at my job. And all week I've had to listen to my coworkers, like on teams, talk about work and make jokes. And like, this doesn't affect them because they can just turn it off. They can just turn it off. They can just not look at it or they can say, oh, that's too bad. And and the next moment it's gone. It doesn't affect them. Whereas me, it sits with me because I am a black woman and it does feel like we we don't matter. We matter (laughs) less than a wall in an apartment building and that 12 million feels like hush money that doesn't that's not gonna help that's not gonna make her family feel better that she was murdered and the people who murdered her are gonna go free I mean it's just it makes me so angry and it makes me like despair for our future because things aren't getting better things are getting worse and that is I mean that's frightening because things can get so much worse in the next four years if this election turns the way they want it to. And I'm just, I don't know how I'm going to deal with that. Well, having the luxury of getting to hear everyone else talk, I can do a lot of nodding and agreeing. I think uh, the thing that stands out for me specifically is talking about the disconnect. And, you know, definitely the agreement of I can just pretend like it's not happening because it's not going to happen to me. It's not going to happen to me. It's not going to happen to my kid, you know. Because we don't have to think about that. We don't live in that kind of fear. But more so the disconnect because I had a discussion. Well, it wasn't a discussion. Uh, My mother forwarded me a text this week uh, about uh, some things that uh, David Clark said. Uh, You know, basically we've become vulgar, you know, disrespectful, yada, 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 so on and so forth. Thank you, 1950s. And... Um, while I do understand to a certain degree where he's coming from in his point, he is vastly underrating the amount of this that doesn't have anything to do with us being vulgar or disrespectful. It has to do with the fact that you think black people are disposable and that they don't matter. Why? Because nothing ever does get, you know, happen when these things go on. And, uh, anyways, So she sent me this text message and I told her, you know, a a very short and inappropriate version of what I thought of this particular text. And I didn't hear back from her. Shock of a lifetime. But what bothered me about that the most was that I couldn't tell her, you know, mom, a couple of years ago I was home and we went out and I drove home because I hadn't been drinking and you had had quite a few and we're having a good old time. And we got home and There was a cop in the alley and he was giving you hard time about uh, your car being parked where it was. And you got all up in his face and all sorts of mouthy with him. And I mean, all up in his, all up in his space. Mom, 
Did it ever occur to you why I stayed sitting in the car? Mom, did it ever occur to you that if I had done what you had done, the night would have ended differently? Here we are today with what's going on, and I'm realizing my own mother doesn't realize that if I had done what she had done, I would have gone to jail at the very least. And as long as that disconnect happens with the people who are closest to us, how the hell are we ever going to be able to trust the person across the street or on the bus or in the office, or anywhere else, and certainly the guys with badges. It's a reality that people have to face, that disconnect is real, and it's there, and you're allowing your own ignorance of it, because you just cannot, for just one second, put someone else's shoes on. Think about that. Everybody, all y'all out there who had active college lives, How many times did you get in the face of a cop? Were you worried they were going to kill you? Because I can tell you, my sisters, right? My brothers, they don't do that shit because they could get killed. And a lot of times they do. You've got to stop looking at it as a, that only happens to other people. It doesn't happen to other people. It happens to the people you work with, the people you call your friends. That's who it happens to. It happens to other human beings. And that is all that matters. And until we get past that simple disconnect, we are never going to go anywhere from here. So to Mel's point, go, what were you going to say to, to Mel and Raven's point? Um, it it's building what's, what's going on is building a bad future. Um, and the disconnect starts with acknowledging that biracial children are black. They just are. Whether you want to believe it or not, even my my husband's family has trouble with this. Understanding Ahsoka is black. She will not be biracial female number four when she gets pulled over by that cop. She will be black. And it starts there. Like we have to acknowledge, I don't see color. Fuck you. We need you right now to see that there is an inherent difference in the way we are treated. You yourself may not say that person's black, but you need to be aware that they are black so that when you come in smiling the day after Breonna Taylor's, you know, decisions been made, you don't make the mistake of approaching a black person insensitively. I went to work in all black that day with my Black Lives Matter pin on because I felt a deep sense of grief and, and mourning. And I do think it's insensitive for you to roll up on somebody that day and you're laughing and you're talking because you can turn it off and the other people can't. So it's not about not seeing color because that makes you feel good. That's a really nice statement to say. And it makes you feel good about yourself because it's not you. So you can just walk away and you can just drop this ugly, nasty bag here on the floor and you can keep walking. But we need you to see Our lives are incredibly different. You've heard from how many women, how many of us are on here tonight? Six women who their lives are changed because of something that happened to one of us, because we're connected, right? Our lives have been profoundly touched by this incident. So we need you to understand that, yes, this is a sensitive subject. Yes, you need to be reaching out. Yes, you need to retweet and support us while we're going through this spiritual crisis at this time. It's important. And we need you to see that biracial people are black people, right? Because when they get pulled by the cops, they are black. That's it. And that's all. I don't care how light you are, how much you think you can pass. 
and Raven said it before too. It's it's a fact. So know that and and check yourself, man. For real. Check yourself. It's we're we're I feel like we're a step away from going back to the way things used to be where we will need a green guide. We will need, you know, a, a coalition of people to to get us out of this you know, and, and we may need to radicalize. And it's, it's a scary line of thinking, um, that this is taking us down. And it's, it's incredibly concerning for me, not just for me, fuck me, my daughter, you know what I mean? Like she's two, what kind of world is she going to grow up in where all these asshats have this much control over how things are done? Come on. Think about somebody that isn't you for a minute. I got clean in December, 7th of 2010. I'm saying this because the event that came before it is is relevant to the topic. I I was blasted out of my mind. You're right, drugs are bad. We all know that. And um I've corrected that error. But at the time when I was pulled over by a cop, that didn't matter much. He pulled me over and he decided that he was going to um have his way, right? So I'm saying this to say, not that I want you to feel bad for me, because fuck me, my life's already been lived. It is what it is. And that's what therapy's for and a sponsor and recovery, right? I wasn't raped, but you know, he, he fondled or whatever he wanted to do, because what I'm saying is once you get under the custody of a cop, it, it doesn't matter anymore. What happens and what are do- what's done are two very different things, right? So I want you to just think about that. Just sit there and think on that, that once a black person is in police custody, anything can be said, right? He could have turned that story around and said, I came on to him. I was lucky to get out of that situation without being brutalized or hurt. Um, So just some, some food for thought. And if you say that, oh, I don't know anyone who's ever been impacted by the police. All the police I know are great. You know me and you've heard this story. So just because someone is high, it doesn't mean it's cool to take advantage of them, especially someone who's supposed to be serving and protecting. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is not anywhere near that experience, but I've gotten pulled over and they ask me what my race was. And I look at them and I go, does it matter? And he goes, well, like, what are you? And I'm like, at the moment, I felt like exoticized. Like, I'm like, what the fuck? Like. I'm biracial. And he goes, well, I'm going to just put white because it's easier. And I just look at him like, what the fuck? Like, I swear I had like an office moment where I felt like I looked at the camera and was like, Jim, like, what the fuck? Like, I was like, it's easier. I mean, I mean, it's like that was my moment where I'm like, okay, today I get to pretend to be white today because it's easier. I mean, it's just it's fucking gross. And I think that For people who just pretend that uh, systemic racism is fake, I mean, if the fact that a a, a cop has to check a box to make his job easier and that box is that you're white, that's speaking volumes. I mean, it's a very, very minor situation, Um, but it's it's just ridiculous. Um, Anyways, I want to thank... All of you ladies for sharing your perspectives, your thoughts and experiences. 
on the podcast. I think this is a amazing way for us to connect with each other and grieve and process what's happening in history. Um, but I also think it's extremely brave that you guys are coming out with your own stories about um, your relationship to this particular case. And I just want to thank you for your trust. Um, I think that it's hard for us, um, for us black women to share some of these traumas we go through with, with each other because we feel like we have to be strong all the time. Uh, so I, I just want everyone to know that I am incredibly grateful and honored that we all get to talk about this with each other. I, my next, my next thing on the agenda was just kind of talking about compassion fatigue, which I, I think that the ladies already have touched on. Just a basic dictionary.com definition of compassion fatigue is the physical and mental exhaustion and emotional withdrawal experienced by those who care for sick or traumatized people over an extended period of time. What do you know? We don't all have the luxury of deciding when and where we want to care about something. Suddenly the rebellion is real for you. Some of us live it. I've been in this fight since I was six years old. You're not the only one who lost everything. Some of us just decided to do something. And I think that definition in this context is extremely applicable because how long have we been dealing with racism? I mean, a long extended period of time. Talk about 300 years, I think is an extended period of time. Um, Are any of you ladies feeling compassion fatigue lately? Are you feeling withdrawn from the world at this point? I want others to to understand what it feels like from our perspective, what being what compassion fatigue means. We kind of talked about this at the top of the show, but I'm just I, I'm not even really on Twitter right now. Like I, I come in and out, you know, I, I'm not as active as I normally am. Like I'm just kind of going to my safe space and listening to music that makes me happy. You know, I'm not really engaging with a lot of people and the people that I am engaging with are, are people that are healthy and care about me. So I'm really kind of just chilling, you know, I'm watching Clone Wars because that makes me feel comfortable and safe because Ahsoka gets betrayed, but she wins in the end. You know what I mean? And that's, that's what I'm hoping for, for myself. You know, that's important, like doing the things that make us feel safe when we're experiencing compassion fatigue. I know personally that I know, I, I know at least with me and p- compassion fatigue, it hit when the George Floyd video came out. I refuse to watch it Um, because I'm like, it's not that I was withdrawn from it, but it was just I was so exhausted from people having I just think that if you are unarmed and you are killed by someone with a gun, it's I don't need to watch that. I know I know it's how it's going to play out. I still to this day haven't watched that video. Because that's eight minutes of of my life that I won't, it's going to cause me to uh, kind of go back on some of the progress I've made with my depression. And I know that sounds kind of selfish, but it's like, I, I know what happened to George Floyd. I'm informed. I don't need to watch him die. And that's how I kind of am with anything that comes out when it, when, when there's videos involved with police brutality. I don't need to watch people that look like me or my family be brutalized anymore. It's not healthy for my mentality and it's a boundary I've drawn, but I also think it stems from compassion fatigue because it's like for my own emotional well-being, I can't watch any more of my people die. It's just I'm sorry you guys. 
You good, Liz? It's, it's okay. It's, like, it's it's. I don't think it's normal to watch people that look like you die. Like it's some fucking show to stream on on the internet. It's not healthy for someone's mind. And I can't. I refuse to watch anything else like that because. You, you just you know what's how it's gonna play out and i don't need to watch it to know what was done to him was wrong it's wrong and forever i i always say like rest in power george floyd because it doesn't matter like you said maria no matter what choices you make in life no one deserves to be executed like that and it's just it's really just it's it's traumatic and and um to just have so many people watch it like it's nothing i guess or or just like it's it's like a, a fad or I don't, I don't know. It's, it's disgusting to me, but I definitely can say I, I relate to this concept of compassion fatigue. Cause it's just, I have to cut off certain parts of my empathy in order to keep moving forward. So that, that's where I stand with that. I love you, Lev. I know what you're going through. I love you too. I'm right there with you. It's fucked up. And it does make you look at, people in a different light they smile at you but do they really mean it you know it's really scary and it's sad to have this general distrust of the world right and that is a symptom of trauma when you are when you walk down the street and you're hyper vigilant that's a sign of the ptsd but but i didn't go through this brutalization but it's like a shared brutalization Mm -hmm. which is like that whole concept of post-traumatic slave syndrome if you guys ever heard that term it's like i didn't even i wasn't even enslaved but i still feel some type of way which is walking down my street like i have to look over my shoulder all the time as a black woman like i have to i have to be aware of all these things in order for me to feel safe and it's exhausting it's it's seriously just fucking exhausting yeah for me um i don't feel that I'm experiencing intense compassion fatigue or anything. But for me, there is a line. And I feel like that line kind of is just my capacity for taking in certain things right now is just shrinking or being worn down, I should say, just because, you know, it's just it feels like bad news after bad news after bad news this whole year. And it's just it's not even like a week in between anything like it feels like it's just every week every day something is going on and so for me you know I try to yeah I do feel like I need to be on social media but I also you know I do it that's part of what I do for work but also my own time I do I want to be informed about things that are going on but I try to you know compartmentalize and figure out how much of a particular, you know, um, topic can I swallow at the time without overdoing it? Um, For me, I'm kind of, you know, also taking time to play, replay video games that I like and, um, you know, um, watch certain shows and stuff. But even that, you know, just because of how scary things are and unsettling things are in the world, there are certain things that, you know, it could be even fiction that I just cannot take right now. I guess an example, it's probably, it's not necessarily the most relevant example, but an example is, 
you know, um, I've never seen A Handmaid's Tale, but I've heard things about it and I wanted to, you know, just find out a little bit more. But after reading it and just because of what's and reading, when I say reading it, like summaries of um, some of the episodes, um, I have absolutely no intention of watching it because it's so unsettling. It's not, I'm not trying to insult the show by any means. I'm just saying for me, it's unsettling because there's a certain aspect of reality to it because of what's going on right now. So there are certain aspects of fiction I have to stay away from in order to not overstress and do it. My mom is very conscious of how much stress she puts on herself um, because her mom um, died from a heart attack. It happened when I was in third grade. And so, you know, for her, she's practicing extra lengths in order to stay afloat. And that means, you know, um, for her gardening and doing things like that. But there's definitely like limits. And I feel like a lot more weighed down. Um, and it's hard not being able to, for me, what's especially hard, not being able to go and take my mind off of things in ways that I normally would be able to do because I can't do that stuff right now because of the pandemic. Um, I can't go to conventions. I can't, you know, go to theme parks. I can't do this kind of stuff right now. And those are my ways of just taking a step back from everything that goes on in life. But that's probably part of the reason why I do feel tired and exhausted and just so worn down this year is because those outlets are gone right now. They're just gone. And, you know, there's, I, yeah, I do have outlets still, but it's just not the same. And it's, it makes it harder to take a step back. Um, I guess that's the best way that I could put it. How is everyone? I'm. I know this is extremely heavy. Portia, Raven, Ree, Mel, you guys good? Well, I mean, I'm diagnosed with anxiety, so I have anxiety, generalized anxiety disorder. Um, so any anything extra already on my my poor, frail mental health is just a lot um, for me to deal with. Um, like it's literally like it's it's a disability. It's like debilitating. Like I, there's like I like my anxiety sometimes literally freezes me in place and I can't do anything. So like this year has been so hard. Like for me, like just on top of like like I'm I'm not saying like my like my experience is any worse or thing, but like it's just like trying to push through and have those things that would make you happy um again like because the pandemic you know certain things aren't available like I'm a kind of a person who like puts like oh when this event comes I just need to make it to this event and it's the thing that I put all my hopes on and things like that but like this year kind of everything got shot you know all these events that I had put up in front of me like I've said it multiple times on the podcast, like the week that everything got shut down, I was supposed to go to like Galaxy's Edge. And that was like the one thing that was like keeping my mental health afloat for like so long. And then it was like taken away. And then I'm like, I don't know if I'm getting this back. 
Um, and then everything after that is like, I don't know, I don't have anything to look forward to, to, you know, have those relaxing moments. So I just feel like I have to be constantly in this hypervigilant mode where I'm on top of all these things because I feel like I feel this sense of guilt if I'm not on top of every tragedy that happens in our community. I feel like I'm not being, I'm not paying the respect to the members of my community that have lost more than myself if I'm not paying attention to their struggle. But it's also like, how useful I am I in this if I'm emotionally fatigued and emotionally cannot handle it and it's con this constant battle of waging back and forth like how, should I step back from social media or should I be on social media so I can see what's happening like or know what's happening and not be ignorant and you're constantly battling back and forth forth with it and getting in your head about it because you really you can you really can't escape it because like even if you're like talking to friends and stuff like that friends who aren't necessarily like black who aren't necessarily black or like white friends or whatever and and they're not talking about it and you're trying to escape it even then that feels weird i'm like i feel like i can't exist normally when it feels like my community is on fire i can't i feel like i can't sit in the kitchen when there's a fire on the stove that's how it feels when i try to like relax so it's always that battle back and forth and it's exhausting. It truly is. Yeah, I feel the same way too. Like what you say, Rian, about with your anxieties, I'm the same way as well. Like it is emotionally and it it takes a toll on you mentally. Cause just like last night, I was just sitting in the living room and my mom was just watching TV. And for a second there, like my mind tends to take me back to like, my mind tends to put these scenarios in my head, like, what if tomorrow I go outside and I just, I'm just standing outside and I just get shot. Like, it's just my mind tends to do that. And I had to constantly pull myself out of my head and tell myself, just like, stop thinking like that. Stop thinking like that. So I had to get myself up and do something like going and do my skincare routine. I thought that would, that helped a little bit, but still it kind of brought me back down, you know, brought me back into that moment again. And then I decided to watch a movie. Okay, in that moment, I'm watching the movie. I'm feeling a little bit happy. But as soon as it ended, it's just like I'm back to how I felt before I was watching this movie. And it, people don't realize how triggering this is for us on our health. And it annoys me how everybody else is just going out about their lives, not giving a care about another value you know another human just got killed an innocent life they don't look at it like that and it's 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 annoying and this week has honestly been exhausting for me mentally i don't mean to be the 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 did you know fairy but there is like actual scientific data that shows that alzheimer's and like those kinds of diseases, like Alzheimer's, dementia, is few, it is there's a correlation with that in in racism, like it it literally and it, it or that there is like literal damage to the ends of our DNA because of racism, and for people to act like racism is not real when it is affecting us on a cellular level, 
that just fucking baffles me. And there's data to demonstrate this. And it's just, it's, it's something guys. It's, it's seriously something. Yeah. Like, and there's data that says like, Oh, like hypertension and like, um, generalizing anxiety or disorders are like higher in like black communities and things like that. And like our life spans are a little bit shorter, probably most likely due to stress. And they're like, Oh, I wonder why. And I'm like, I, it's not a mystery. <laughs> like, and like doctors are like, Oh, I wonder why black people seem to be affected more by this. And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? I always have to be on guard every second of my day, every second of my life, everything I do. I remember um, right after um, the George Floyd video came out and the protests were starting, I go to this um, mental health uh, support group. And since quarantine, we've been meeting over Zoom. And so we meet Mondays. And I've been going to this group for like a couple of years and it's been really helpful for me. So I went there expecting to get comfort. So um, we were talking about how our weeks were and just going down the line, everybody was saying, I had a good week. 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 I was waiting for one person to say, this week has been bullshit. But nobody out of like 10 people were in that group. Well, my like individual room um and everybody had a great week and that's all they could talk about and i'm like i felt so alone because all i had been doing is doom scrolling and crying and being angry and having all of these emotions where i had no outlet to put it and the place where i thought i could go to get you know support no one understood where i was coming from and like i haven't been back since it just, it hurt too much. And it still hurts. Like, I don't, like, I, I feel like I don't want to talk about it too much because I don't want to burden people. But keeping everything bottled up inside isn't exactly helping me. So, I don't know. I'm just stuck. Yeah, that's thinking of, like, with me, with my situation. Like, with all this going on, I tend to go into having panic attacks just out of the blue. I could just be fixing me something to eat and my heart's just racing fast out of nowhere and I got to catch my breathing and I feel numbness in my fingers and my feet and I have to sit myself down and try and calm myself down. It, it, it's just, it's horrible what we go through and I hate it. Honestly, I really do. Like people need to have empathy and understand what we're going through and just speak out on it. Like you don't have to ask, Oh, how are you doing? Just be like, look, I'm here for you. If you need somebody to talk to, I'm here. That's honestly, that's all I want to hear. Just be that good ally and tell us that you're there for us. Don't be fake woke by saying, oh, this, I'm just tired. Are you okay, Raven? Yeah, I I don't have anything to add there. I mean, everybody pretty much said it all. It's, it's seriously something. I did, I did want to go around and get everyone's opinion uh, or not opinion, but tips. Like, what do you guys do? Give, like, one tip to our listeners on how you deal with anxiety or compassion fatigue. For me, I tend to play my video game. I do that. I read sometimes. Um, What else? Listen to my music. I blast my, my music as loud as possible. 
or just go out for a ride. That tends to calm me down. And I do a little bit of CBD. I'm going to have to throw that in there. That helps calm me. I mean, I'm a creative person. I create things. I, I write. Um, I, I create videos or video ideas. Draw. You know, even just thinking about projects, just sitting, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to think about the plot of my book that I'm writing. That helps me just creating something instead of catastrophizing in my head. That helps putting your mind elsewhere on something that is productive in a way that's personal to yourself. For me, I paint. Sometimes I write as well. And um, another thing I like to do is listen to music and play video games and I also feel that if you're someone who, you know, feels comfortable and safe in the presence of others, like being around loved ones, um, like, or just being able to um, Google Hangout or um, FaceTime or something like that to have somebody to talk to, but also to be able to see them while you're talking, um, that can be calming. I would say, since I'm a Gemini, I've got two extremes. So mine are going to sound really weird. <laughs> but so anything that has to be outside for me is very grounding. Like as far as like I need to be gardening when I'm very anxious. I like to be outside and working with my hands and helping my plants and learning more about my plants. And I'm also into birding. Um, that even means sitting outside on a bench listening to different bird noises or I'll like download the Audubon app and I listen to bird sounds so I'm able to train myself to distinguish between bird sounds. I know that sounds super silly, but like I'm a gardener in my job throughout the week. So all I pretty much hear is, is the birds if I'm not hearing like construction work. And so being able to distinguish the bird sounds is very grounding for me. And I love that. So just finding something that grounds you. Um is, is a beautiful thing. Like here, I'm here in this moment, even though this is all going on around me, I am here right now in this moment. Like, and for me, that's going outside and listening to the birds or touching my plants. And then I would say my other extreme is, is sometimes I need a day where I don't leave my bed, which was yesterday. I, I honestly could say like, I couldn't even get out of bed yesterday because of the news. Um, but sometimes I need that. And I'm not an advocate for always staying in bed because I think to fight depression, you need to force yourself to do to have a routine that's not sitting in bed all day. But I, I give myself I know my limit and I'll give myself one day where I can just crash in my room and I just need to be alone. So just finding your balance is really important, um, but making sure not to be excessive. You know, you don't, you don't want to be in your bed all day or watching a show um, for three days straight, like you need to go out and have some type of routine. Because when you force yourself to have that routine and to feel good, like I'm going to brush my hair today, or I'm going to get dressed and look pretty today, it will make you feel better. So that's my piece. That bird thing kind of piqued my interest right there, love. I'm not gonna lie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, will I send, like that. I will send y'all stuff. If you want it, I got it. <laughs> Give it to me. I need it. I need it. I need it. Let's check it out. Let's do it. I, I did some baking. I like to cook. Um, I guess that comes from my grandmother. She was always in the kitchen. I'm trying to lose weight, though, so I'm trying to trying to ease off that. But I made like a chocolate chip pumpkin 
cake and it was really good and I oh my gosh almost all of it because I'm insane um I, I'm really into Kush Queen so I, I bought more bath bombs I like their bath bombs the CBD really helps with my knee pain because I'm old now um You're and so I young. bathe with my daughter <laughs> I wish I was young <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm getting old but um I, I bathe with Ahsoka we're in the tub together just about every night now um, it's just a relationship I didn't have with my mom. My mom was very standoffish, so it's nice to connect with her and just, you know, we smile, we look at each other and she pokes things and we talk about things and she's two and doesn't know what the fuck's going on, but, um, it's a nice way to bond with her and connect with her because she's the future. Like she is the legacy. Uh, at this point. So I really have to work on um, making sure she knows who she is because she's not going to get that information in school. Um, so it's really important to foster that bond uh, early. I've just been watching movies that I love. Like I just went through um, the extended editions of Lord of the Rings and now I'm going to go through the mommy movies and then I'm going to go through Star Wars. Just keep watching movies that I love and take long walks with my dog and yeah just try not to doom scroll it's hard but i'm trying hard i think for me mostly i've been doing organizing um i'm a capricorn that's what we do we make lists of our lists and um yeah i've been doing a lot of organizing and just keeping busy keeping my mind busy audiobooks and organizing May I just add that there's like this new game on the, I think you could play it on your computers and um, I think, I think so. It's on your phone and computers called Among Us. That's been kind of piquing my interest lately, these past two days. So that's kind of helping. It's an imposter game. You should check it out. I like it. Yeah, I just, you know, I wanted to say that like overall, like these are the tips to deal with with a uh, compassion fatigue. And I would say with even anxiety. Um, and to sum it all up, we have self care, we have self compassion, and radical acceptance. So I think we all covered our self care aspects. Um, but self compassion really encompasses that like, it's okay, like if you're tired today, acknowledge that I'm tired today, I need to take time for myself. Or I'm tired today. I can't deal with this. That's okay. We don't need to be present for every single cause that we see on Twitter or Facebook. Like, we're only one person and we can only do so much. And I think having a little bit of compassion for ourselves can help us be a little more realistic about that. Um, and radical acceptance, I would say, has been a major, a major uh, step in my recovery from depression and dealing with anxiety. Um, I would say that my depression fueled my anxiety, so I wouldn't say I have a generalized anxiety disorder, but I definitely, the, the depression part, but radical acceptance, like, especially as black women, like, all we've had to do is be able to accept the reality that we live in and deal with it and learn how to persevere from it. Um, but even for, you know, our allies and and just from a mental health standpoint, like, just accepting the things that that are, that you can't change, you know? I know it sounds like a, Alcohol is a non alcohol anonymous type thing, but it's like, this is the situation. This is why it happened. 
and this is what I can do to move forward. Um, and that's all we can do. We can say that it shouldn't have been this way or it shouldn't have, or I don't deserve this or we don't deserve this. And, and yes, that may be true, but to ruminate is for days, months, years, is, it's just damaging to our health and our progression. So I think that practicing that in our day-to-day life is very important. Um, does anyone else have anything to say about this topic before we move on to or or to our next our next topic that's a surprise? A surprise. <laughs> yeah, it's a surprise. So <laughs> it's very different from this topic. Wow. Okay. So weird. <laughs> I know she got my anxiety up now, like a surprise. Oh boy! Oh whiplash. Lord! So we ready? Are we ready to move on? I'm ready. Laugh. I'm ready. I guess it's a maybe for me, but go on. All right, y'all. This is a fuck Mary Kill edition of oh, Sister the Saber. Oh Woo! God! I'm ready Let's for go. it. <laughs> Don't be giving us no weird crap now. I had a feeling we was going to do this, Lou. I had a feeling. I'm like, is it going to be something where we got to pick? I'm like, okay. You, okay. And you got to explain it, too. Oh I want to know. Okay. I want to know. Okay. We ain't half stepping. Shout out to Reaper Girl, Rachel, because she has the best fuck, Mary kills, and I only try to emulate her greatness in that regard. <laughs> Love you, Reaper girl. You're the shit. Love you. Check your mailbox. Yes. Like, I am... And and I'm trying to take a turn. I'm trying to take a turn from, like, the standard characters. So, please don't hate me, you guys. I can't hate you, Liv. I can't. Okay. All right, (laughs) y'all. It's so... Just let just let us have it. Just let let us have it. I've been reading. I'm reading Dark Disciple right now. So I I told y'all earlier that I'm having a lot of feelings about Quinlan Voss and Asajj Venturis. So I'm sorry. This influenced this week's Fuck Mary Kill. (laughs) Anyways, so Fuck Mary Kill, Master Kit Fisto. (laughs) Really, not this again. Quinlan Voss. And hooks. Oh. <laughs> All right, I'll repeat it without laughing. All right. <laughs> Mary Kill. Quinlan Voss. Master Kit mm. Fisto. Hux. <laughs> and I got another one for after this. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Really? Okay. okay. <laughs> okay. You you got it, Ree? I, I let do. You go. I do. <laughs> okay, go for it. I'm a Mary Hux. <laughs> um, I'm gonna do the do with Kit Fisto, and I'm gonna kill Quinlan Ross. Oh my god! I'm, I mean, I don't know. He looked like he smells like box, um, like, like body spray, like, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just like, nah, I'm like, I'm good on that one. He looked like he don't shower. I think um, he smells like the coolie. <laughs> oh my- <laughs> Ah, that ain't much better. I love patchouli. That's worse than not showering. Oh, wow, that's I'm a dirty Oh my god! Well, my statement stands. That's who I'm gonna kill because I don't want none of that. And um, and I think from last week, we know how I stand on Kit Fisto. <laughs> um, 
that that's obvious why you know i was wanting to do with him and hux i just feel like you know what we could have a happy life together and after he gets therapy and <laughs> i think that could be maybe i'm just i've just read too many fanfic but you know i just i just would like to see hux live a happy and healthy life that's that's my answer you're like <laughs> happy and healthy life with me <laughs> with me specifically <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like he would treat me right. He'd be he'd be like my sugar daddy. I'd be okay with it. <laughs> oh wow. I okay. feel like he would. He'd be like he would. Anything, anything you want, Re. He'd be oh, grumpy about it. He'd good. act like he act like he wasn't like all about me, but like, you know, I know, I'd know. <laughs> I would I'm gonna have to kill Quinlan Voss. Because of his force power, he can touch things and see what happened. So I can't have him finding out that I'm fucking Hux on the side. So he got to go. That nigga got to go. I'm oh sorry. You got to go. Iconic. <laughs> so, peace. You got to go. Meanwhile, I'm going to be hooking up regularly with Hux because I got a thing for redheads. Like, it's real bad. I knew it's it. It's real, real bad. Bad. And yeah. and I love the I love bad guys. Like, not in Star Wars, but in my in my normal life. And he's a bad guy. we know and that turns me on yeah i'm into that <laughs> i'm into that shit look i was on rise of resistance and the dude was in character and he was acting his ass off in the costume i'm like listen when you done with this <laughs> in the costume, and i'll see you at the bring hotel the costume. Don't bring the costume <laughs> look baby bring the costume and bring that energy. <laughs> I'll see you in about four hours. <laughs> oh my god! He was—he had these like nasty, glassy blue eyes. Oh my god! Oh my lord! Yeah. <laughs> Tom's like, really? I'm like, I might, I might be. <laughs> what? <laughs> and he just shook his head and walked off. But um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a hit it with Hux. We gonna, we gonna get into some real freaky shit. You know what I mean? Because he's know. aggressive and yeah, we're going to do some choking and we're going to get into some shit. Yeah, you could tell that he, you know, he on that, he on that level. <laughs> yeah. And, and and sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need that shit like to make you feel good or whatever. Whatever your thing is. But, you know, that's that's where I'm at with that. So we're going to get into some real shit. Some spanking. You know, we're going to use a safe word. You know, all that shit. <laughs> Pineapples. There you go. Pineapples exist in the galaxy far, far away. Do they? I don't know. We're gonna make it. You can say Melu run, you know, <laughs> if you really need 
you you want a you want a Star Wars vegetable or fruit? <laughs> Look, baby, I got that too. The safe word. Look, the safe word is Obadiah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Oh my but yeah, I, we gonna do some hardcore fucking <laughs> me and hugs. No, I'm dead ass. Like, leave the uniform on, and just pull it out. You know. <laughs> So you're marrying you're marrying Kit Fisto? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm gonna marry Fisto because he got that body. You really gonna do <laughs> Kit Fisto body. like that? You're not gonna be loyal. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. Th- that wasn't a qualification. Oh Nobody god. said anything about loyalty. You said who would you fuck? Who would you marry? And who would you kill? And I was quite clear about that. <laughs> I'll I'll put the ring on and I'll I'll do the part. Like I'll cook whatever kind of you know sushi he want me to make or whatever. I'll I'll take care of that and I'll hold him down at the house. Look, every Tuesday at three a.m. I'm gonna be out for a little bit. I'm gonna take a jog, and he's just gonna have to be okay with that. He probably There's some, would be though. I don't know. I'm projecting a lot of my emotions onto this character because I got a lot of other shit going on she needs some cold water <laughs> maria that too here's a glass of water girl here's a glass thank of water. you <laughs> i appreciate it well you know I, i've got a lot of other I, i've got someone else on my mind <laughs> <laughs> Wait, i got a fucking tracking receipt for that shit i'm like bitch i want to know when it hits the doorstep <laughs> wow. oh meanwhile That's in michigan <laughs> What the fuck is this? <laughs> Amanda, someone I'm, cut to Michigan. Amanda, I'm very curious as to what yours is. I'm very freaking curious. Well, I don't, ugh, I feel like I can't participate because I'm only familiar with Huck. So I don't, I can't say anything about the other characters. We appreciate your honesty. <laughs> okay, so which, which category would Hux fall under? Ah, that's a good question. I'm going to let you not answer. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of agenda person would I be? (laughs) Yeah, um, I think maybe, I don't know, not kill, but probably marry, I guess. But, you know, I just think that he's not my type. But, you know, I think it would be kind of funny. He's... I just think, yeah, it would be kind of funny. Okay, okay, all right. Yeah, all you right. can't kill him twice. He already, the man's already dead. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fuck, Mary, kill, y'all. I'll do mine. <sighs> so stressful. I did this one because it was very hard. <laughs> but since I am, I'm currently, I'm a noob. Like when it comes to the books, so I'm reading Dark Disciple now. And I'm like, God damn, about Quinlan Voss and Asajj Ventress. I'm like, you know those those tweets, the memes that are like the sexual frustration? I'm like, at the beginning, I'm like, God, just bone already. But so anyways, Quinlan Voss would probably be the fuck. <laughs> the Mary would probably be Kit Fisto and the kill would be Hux. I'm sorry, y'all, but Hux don't do it for me. I, I like Hux as a character, but it's not my type. I'm sorry. We can move on to the next person, but if, if you need the justification for Quinlan Boss, I will happy. I'll be happy to read those passages for you from the book, but they will cost extra money. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wait, no. You can, you can get my only. Oh my God. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, Liv. Oh my God. And only but, uh, I just read Star Wars passages. Girl, girl, there's a market for it. There's a market for it. I can assure you there's a market for it. There's a market for it. I'm going to need to do that. I need to pay off some credit cards. <laughs> I have a friend who literally just like would just sit there with like pictures with stuffed animals made money <laughs> oh my god she was in clothes she wasn't even naked just there's a market for it there's some strange <laughs> things out there in the world that i don't understand but if you can make Me money too. off of it all right y'all oh for sure for 35 dollars uh, a page i will read you dark disciple Raven. She's not Raven. serious Raven. for the one person out there who's already ready to, you know, buy in. She's not serious. <laughs> Please, no one harass me after this episode because Raven will come and kick your ass out. <laughs> yeah, oh God, a, sc- a scary, a scary thought. I never want to make you angry. Please, I never want to. Be- I feel like you kick my ass. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm a peace like you ever girl. Been you are. I feel girl. like if 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 you had the opportunity to like, if you just like you know snapped, you know. Oh you well, know. make no mistake about snapped. it. I'm very Irish as well. But <laughs> yes, part of I me is like peace loving. Well, all right. Um, Who hasn't answered? I haven't answered, and 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 my answer is going to be incredibly boring because I have to take advantage of amanda's honesty and say i kind of feel the same way um i would be shooting blind on this one so uh but i can answer the question of of hux and i would absolutely marry hux because you know he's definitely not my type uh as amanda stated you know not my type but i'm definitely sure i could be his that's my type that's my Yes. Mel, did you answer? No, I haven't answered. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, I would marry Kit Fisto. I think we would have a very happy life together. Yeah. I would, this is going to be the controversial one. <laughs> I would fuck Quinlan Voss. Yes! <laughs> and kill Hux. Yes. And that mostly has to do with I really don't like Hux. <laughs> Poor Armitage, man. Oh, nobody loves. Nobody <laughs> loves him. Oh lord! Right? Oh lord! You How can't dare you disrespect my husband like that? Let's oh go. god! <laughs> you can't and put the- all the sisters in the same folder. That's why you got to get to know the sisters. You know what I mean? Oh my god! We all oh. just gonna fuck with Hux. <laughs> I don't mess with him. Like honestly, he'll be the first. Look, I- I'm gonna say it. Look, I'm gonna do mine. He's going to be the first. Like, I kill him. I mean, sorry. Please don't hate me. I just don't have no interest in him. I mean, he caught my interest in Force in The Force Awakens, but then after that, it kind of died away, and I'm just like, what happened? But anywho, um, who am I going to marry? I'm going to marry Voss because he looks like he's into some kinky shit, so that'd probably be exciting in uh, the bedroom. So I'll just, you know, just hit it one time and that'd be it. I mean, it was nice. I feel like he won't be able to add that flavor 
to the bedroom if we were married he'll just be soft and i'll be like look i want you to choke me i don't want to choke you you better force choke me and he probably wouldn't do it though he's too nice so it's oh just for me. <laughs> i had to put that in i'm sorry maria if you have to cut it out cut it out i don't mind ah uh, yeah right <laughs> you wish i cut that shit out can we do one more can we do one more fuck mary kill i'm for it let's go All come right. on come Wait. on vaminos all right, so is everyone? <laughs> I I will switch it if everyone is not familiar with Sabe. Who kind doesn't of. know about Sabe? Yes. Sounds like everyone knows what Sabe is. All right, fuck Mary Kill. Oh Lord, Obi Wan oh, Kenobi. My. Oh my God, Massage Ventress. Mm. Oh my Ooh. God, Sabe. I know. Let's. Oh. Now why you gonna try to do I'm that? I'm not answering man. this. I'm not answering this. I this quit. is tough. I quit. Because I'm her first, y'all. Okay, go ahead. I love me some Obi-Wan Kenobi, and he would never make this rank in any other lineup. But Mary Sabe, fuck Asajj, kill Obi-Wan. So oh, I knew you were going to do that. Sorry. Yeah. So sorry. I love No, you're right. You're right, though. She you're is. right. You're right, Girl, though. if you can, Sabe going to stay down. Sabe's a down-ass bitch, though. Like, she's she is. fucking down. Like, she, she's she going to stay down. After after Queen's Peril, or is it Queen's Queen Shadow, it's Queen Shadow. I would yeah. like she is so fucking. She stayed down yeah. for. Yep. So that's stayed mine. down for. A shout out to Sabe. I love you. We don't. We don't need a why. I'm gonna just leave it right there. I'm done. <laughs> I agree. There's nothing for me to say. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because, like, I'm trying to imagine myself with Obi-Wan, and I feel like I just get frustrated with him all the time. <laughs> I feel Rihanna, like Rihanna, why don't you agree with me? I am right. I am Obi-Wan. <laughs> I would, I would, I would kill him. I, like, I'm the just, master. Yeah, just by being married to I him. Would I would happily marry Obi-Wan. Him. I would happily, happily marry Obi-Wan. Happily. Yeah. I feel like I would and marry would him and then <laughs> I love Obi-Wan though. Like he's fine. Like I love him. And like he knows. He knows what he's doing. Like he knows about he knows when he's getting in your head. You know what I mean? He's a master <laughs> of mind trick. And I like that shit. I like oh that shit. That's life. why it was so sorry. My me mind went a completely different you. direction. No. But I mean Obi-Wan and Sabe, like it was a hard pick. But Sabe didn't cut Padme's arms and legs off. Sorry, she's down. Oh my god. <laughs> That's fucked up. I'm sorry. I have no words. No words, just thoughts. Sabe will radicalize in your name too. Like she ain't afraid to burn the whole motherfucker down. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, I'm a little bit quite familiar with her from reading a little bit of it because I'm still haven't finished the book of uh both of them. I still haven't finished both of them yet, but I probably would marry her just hearing it. Yeah, I'd be down to marry her. Wait, who was the third option? I lost. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Okay, all right, we don't, we don't answer. All right, Maria, is your answer the same as mine? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so Amanda, you're the next on my list. Fuck, Mary, kill. Obi-Wan, Asajj Ventress, Sabe. Well, okay, I'm going to start off my answer by saying this. I can't really answer for fuck because I'm asexual. So... Okay. 
Yeah, but for Mary, I'm going to go with Obi-Wan. And for Kill, I feel so bad. But I'm going to go with Sabe. Oh! <laughs> no, I'm sorry! I'm sorry. Oh. I listen. They're all, I can only pick one. I'm sorry. I would never really do it, though. I would never really do that. No. We respect your honesty. <laughs> we do. But my heart is broken. I'm sorry. Listen, I'm sorry. Am I the only one who would marry Asajj? Like, I'd marry her. I'd marry her right now. Okay. All right, Rihanna. What what is your full lineup? Okay, I would marry Asajj. I would fuck Sabe and kill Obi Wan. Sorry, Obi Wan. I still fuck with it though. Yeah, like I'm sorry. Obi Wan and me could be really good friends, but I cannot imagine any situation where Maria. I could. See a- <laughs> I can't. I can't Maria, I need you to me. make sure that my phone number is in the show notes for Ewan because clearly only I am taking that call. <laughs> All right, Raven. What is your lineup? What's your whole lineup? Well, I think I was clear about my Mary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to kill anybody. Can't we just, you know, share the love? You want to fuck them both is what you're saying? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, why the fuck not? I mean, if I'm going to get street cred, I'm going to get street cred for real. I'm old. I can do whatever I want. See, I told you I'm peace loving. Yes. Yes. Emphasis on loving. (laughs) Or depending on what kind of peace you're talking about. No. All right, who hasn't gone? Mel? Um, this is really hard. <laughs> um, Mary Asabe, fuck Asajj, kill Obi-Wan. <laughs> that looks like that's everybody. Everybody went with that. Like, I agree with that too. Maria, me, Mel, Liv. We gotta you kill Obi-Wan. You and she called me. You want. You want. You call me. Hey. But the thing you is, win? I would not have mimosas with him, but I don't want any part of I don't want him to see me naked. Yeah. <laughs> don't. Not if feels... you put it that way. I don't, <laughs> don't want him to see me naked. <laughs> don't. I cannot imagine it. Cause like think of I when I saw Obi Wan when I was like three or whatever, I don't know. He was like an old dude. <laughs> I don't know. And then I saw him young and I was like, even when I saw him young, I was like, what, seven? Like in my mind I framed him like that's an older gent. Like, I don't know. And so I guess it just stayed that way. I mean, you like, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't. I feel weird. I feel like I'm like stripping before my uncle. It feels weird to me. It feels unnatural. Ewan, call me. Just just call me, darling. Just, you know. Yes, the, let's the make distance it between us we is a nice it's name? a nice single digit number. So, you know, you just you give me a call, baby. I'm I'm good. I'm good. What what's the ship name? <laughs> You won? I don't know how to ignore me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh dear God. Obi Ray. It's Obi Ray. Obi Ray. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we got another ship sailing. Honestly, honestly, though, Raven, I understand. Uh-uh, all aboard. Like, it was very hard because I love Obi-Wan. Like, I I literally could imagine marrying Obi-Wan because as soon as he said, had you said it, I would have left the Jedi Order. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I melted. But I always had a crush on him. But as soon as he said that, I was like, boom. 
Like I would marry him over Anakin, period. Like like he was he was my crush crush in the prequels. But when he said that in Clone Wars, I was like, oh my God. So I get it. To me, he's a heartthrob. But now that I'm reading Dark Disciple, I'm like, damn massage. I kind of, I would marry her too. Like, I agree with Rihanna. Like, I would marry Asajj too, but also, like, I'm not over Sabe right now. Ask me a year from now, I might change. But anywho, I am going off topic. Maria, please feel free to edit that shit out. (laughs) But do you guys want to move on to Support Assista? Support Assista is the segment where we try to uplift Black women and Black brands that maybe are not getting the spotlight that they need or there's a Sista in need that needs support, we will put that in the show at this point in time and would ask you to support them if you can. Um, buy a product or share or comment or subscribe or donate to a cause uh, since we're never going to do a Patreon on this show or monetize this show in any way. If you enjoy what we have to say, if you enjoy what we're doing, uh, please think about purchasing an item or donating if you have the means to do so. It's Women's Day, so look at your sister on the left and the right, even look at her brother and say, can you help her sister out? That's what I want to preach on, say, can you help our sister I just have a like an organization to shout out a charity. Um, it's mm-hmm. Insight. Um, Insight is an organization that's dedicated to putting black women, trans people and gender nonconforming people at the center of their mission to ending violence against those specific communities. Insight is a network of radical feminists of color organizing to end state violence and violence in homes and communities. That is their mission on their website. Um, We will post their website in the show notes, but um, they have awesome resources about community organizing and other types of organizing against the police, um, which I think is super important right now, especially with our topic today. We can't, unfortunately, I'm at the point in my journey where I do not believe we can rely on our governments. It is clear to me now that the Republic no longer functions. I pray you will bring sanity and compassion back to the Senate. Our local and our states to um, to support us and to represent us. So it's it's all in the community. And I think finding those resources um, as black women and as allies is extremely important because this violence happens and often black women and trans people get left out of that narrative. I think it's super important to not not only you know people talk about these spaces like oh these shelters where this is happening no yes shelters are important but we need to end the culture that legitimizes violence against our women period um so i'm at that point i think this is a great website i've checked it out if you can donate donate if you can use the resources please use them but they are in sight and you can find them at insight dash national.org and maria will put it in the show notes like she always does she's awesome about that so yeah that's where i'm at thank you uh, my support assistant is for the loveland foundation and um it's a for us by us group of mental health practitioners just picking up on some of the topics from earlier today um and they offer mental health services at a reduced rate uh you can donate if you want to help support Uh, Black women who are struggling right now with mental health around everything that's going on in the world. Or you can also get services there at a local chapter. So 
They have information on their site, and I will include it in the show notes. It's the lovelandfoundation.org. Anyone else got a support assistant today? It's okay. It's okay if you don't. I think that, like, any other telemcises, I feel like the whole episode was a telemcis. I kind of feel like that, too. Like, the whole thing was a telemcis. I have a few, like, positive shout-outs I want to send right now. <clears throat> I recently posted, like, um, DJ Willie Wow's... Um, star wars album on twitter and i just want to say if you're listening to this give that a listen you know it's really hard to do a whole album around star wars it's even harder to do a rap album around star wars um and dj willie wow did a really good job it's family friendly music it's not crazy with cursing i know some of that stuff gets kind of out there with star wars related or inspired music uh, but it is really fun to listen to um Ahsoka loves Jedi Girl and uh, Baby Yoda Bop. So uh, there's a lot of really cool music out there to listen to. And it's something original. Like you hear a lot of rock inspired by Star Wars. You don't hear a lot of hip hop. So um, it's very rare indeed. And I think it's important that we support other black fans out there um, as they try to express themselves with Star Wars. Um and shout out to Billy Lord, who just had a little baby boy, oh, Kingston yeah. Fisher. Congratulations. So two kind of positive things to leave the podcast on a more positive note this week. Carrie Fisher would be so happy. She would. Really would. Honestly, seeing that, like, it honestly was so weird. I'm like, this is like uplifted my day when I saw that. Like, it was such a pleasant little surprise. I don't know. It's not even like my, I have no relation to this baby. <laughs> But it still feels like, I don't know, I felt really, like, happy about it. I'm like, oh, my goodness, I'm so happy about this child that's no relation to me. But it was it was definitely a spark of joy in this week. All right. Well, I guess we've come to the end of another fantastic episode of Sisters with Sabres. Congratulations. You made it. You made it all the way through. Um, you've heard some concerns. You've heard how you can help. So ain't nothing to it but to do it now. You know what to do. Get out there. Like, retweet, share the show. Tell two people who tell two people who tell two people. Get involved with Support Assistant. You know what those uh, items are because they're in the show description. Now go donate. Go share it. Go talk about it with somebody else who isn't even fucking aware of what this is. Uh, I'm also going to promo the 1528 podcast. Uh, those brothers are doing some fantastic work out there and they are a for us by us black male podcast so check them out as well thank you for listening ladies socials um you guys can follow me on both instagram and twitter at Portia ariel hey it's olivia you can follow me on twitter at olive gelato and you can hit me up on our sisters with sabers instagram account and we are just at sisters with sabers on there so go ahead and hit me up Sorry, my voice just cracked. <laughs> this is Amanda, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the Haunted Amanda. This is Rihanna, and you can find me on Twitter and on TikTok at Bina Ray underscore, and on Instagram at Bina dot Babble. This is Mel, and you can find me on Twitter at Jane underscore Anon. And this is Raven. You can find me on Twitter at jennabella j thank you to all the sisters that are here and that couldn't be with us we love you anyway i love you roll i love you v and we hope to see you again soon we'll see you on the next one
that you like them fake. Mm, I've been carrying this weight in the world beneath these braids, and I'm confused. Would you take the pain that came with all the parts you wanna claim for you? Recovering from your cover-up when you told me I wasn't right for you.